on the ball city, baby. Let's go. Just a block. Wow. Wow. Hyper foul. Let me introduce you to the North City Football Club. Hello everyone, it's uh, Jack Reeve and Chris Reeve here back for the TNC Podcast Live. It is Sunday, the 23rd of August, and we were just chatting pre-going uh, live about the first game of the season, and it is very quickly approaching. Um, Chris, good to see you, my friend. We weren't on a podcast last week, so we've got a lot to talk about today. How are you? Uh, loved up, Jack. Uh, pop, <laughs> pop, pop the question. And What's a pojeta, so, yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> signed, uh, signed the misses on a lifetime contract. Um, absolutely delighted to get that deal over the line. Um, good to get the business done early as well. Um, ahead of uh, the lifetime ahead, so it's been a good few days, mate. And I, and you know what, I'm, I'm I'm seeing a lot of really good Norwich City noise, um, both online and through social media, and also just just the club accounts as well on YouTube some of the behind the scenes training stuff. And I must admit, I'm feeling really energized ahead of the new season. Now the, the, the kind of, I'm going to call it hype video. And um, that I believe it's Jack edited um, in, in the club's video depth, um, absolutely smashed out of the park. And it's that sort of thing that I think the fans really need ahead of the new season, the new kits now out, of course, um, which is great. So I'm feeling good, Jack. What about you? Yeah, so, yeah, very good, mate. Um, in terms of the, the, the process of proposing to your, your girlfriend, your now lovely fiancé, is it similar to how a, a football club, you know, recruits a player? Is there an, sort of an intrinsic recruitment process? And then, you know, you speak to their agent and then, and then the question's delivered. What's the contract like? Well, absolutely, Jack. You know, first and foremost, you've, you've got to go to the agent, um, which was obviously Becky's mum and dad. <laughs> and you've got to say to the agent, you know, look, I'm, I'm interested in in taking your daughter on a, on a lifetime contract. Um, you know, is, is that OK? You know, does it fit? And then, of course, you have to discuss personal terms as well. So, <laughs> you know, going through all of that. And, you know, the personal terms could quite often be an expensive ring. And, you know, that's one of the things that you know, you've got to do as a you know, if you're in the transfer market. So, yeah, I, I guess there are similarities between um, the, the football transfer market and uh, popping the question. I love that. Loads of comments. Uh, Jamie Lovett, congrats on the engagement. Night shift, congrats, Chris. Shire Emblem, congrats, Chris. Yeah, lots of love for Chris in the comments section. This isn't like a kind of marriage counselling session this evening. You are tuned in to the TNC Podcast Live. If you've got any questions for us, then please do feel free to um, put them in the comments and we'll try and read them out. I've seen this comment crop up a few times. I'm going to quickly mention it at the top of the show. Yeah. Matt Gregory, Chris, is Jack locked in that room behind you? Now, that door <laughs> behind you yeah. looks like this door. So, Matt, we're not in the same house, <laughs> but we can see how um, we can see how that looks the way. Okay, let's, let's get into it. I was trying to... Um, Look, so we, we filmed our last TNT podcast two weeks ago. A lot has happened in that time. Let's start with the fixture list because that's, you know, the, the thing that everyone gets excited about. Um, and it is out, of course. The, team, the the fixture list is out. So let me read you the first few fixtures for Norwich City. Now, of course, we have played our first preseason friendly. And actually, let's start with that. It was Norwich City 6 Russell Martins, MK Dons, nil. Now, granted, MK Dons were playing on their youngsters. 
Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm optimistic about the season now, Chris. Uh, you know what? I, I really, I really don't like the comments of everyone. Everyone was just pissing on the bonfire. Like I've seen, I saw so many people piss on the bonfire after that MK Don's result. Of course, behind closed doors at the Lotus Training Centre. Uh, we're, not, we're not sponsored by Lotus, by the way, but Lotus, I'll, I'll reach out to you in the coming weeks. Um, but why not? Why not get carried away? I mean, for God's sake, we've scored. I think it was Dave Freezer actually that that actually tweeted saying we scored more goals against MK Dons than we did during the whole of the of the uh, the the Premier League restart period or something like that. It was a mad statistic. So why not get carried away? Yes, Russ put out his his youngsters, but but why not? And I don't know about you, Jack, but that that an L turn, um, you know, really it genuinely aroused me, and um, I got really quite excited um, watching that. And it's so good to to get that confidence. And you know, credit to the Norfolk Cafu, Russ Martin for um giving giving his old boys the confidence. Um, uh, you know, obviously we dropped him a message beforehand and said, Russ, go on, give us an easy game. Our boys, our boys need all the confidence that they can get. But it was it was fun, it was a fun watch, wasn't it? I mean, certainly the the highlights from what I saw, obviously, obviously MK Dons, they cannot defend to save their life without a shadow of a doubt. But it was really good. I'm buzzing for Josh Martin, really buzzing with that. I'm really excited about him actually next season. And look, maybe I'm calling this a bit too early, but sod it. I want to get carried away because we won 6 0 and we've been dross for months. Maybe Josh Martin will be that sort of Todd Cantwell breakthrough this season coming up. Maybe. Um, for me, um, he could easily be that player. He's got all of the the right key ingredients, I think, to bring the game to the opposition, providing that Daniel Farker plays that offensive, proactive brand of football that we know that he can and wants to play. Um, I think Josh Martin is a very exciting prospect. And, I mean, Anel Hernandez is just going to tear it up next season. I just hope he gets played, Jack. Mm, I, I, I mean, we mentioned, or you mentioned Josh Martin there and Anel Hernandez. I mean... We saw a few of the new signings as well, didn't we? We saw Daniel Sinani playing up front. We saw Kieran Dowell just in behind him. Poheta running down the wing. I mean, I know we have to take these pre-season games with a pinch of salt. But like you said, like we hardly scored any goals in the Premier League. Let's get excited about something. Scoring goals is fun and we scored six of them. But yeah. that front four, mm -hmm. Sinani up front, mm -hmm. I think that was more of an experiment. Dowell in behind, Poheta down the right, uh, left, Martin down the right. It yeah. clicked beautifully, didn't it? Daniel Sonati's having a party. You can fuck off Jamie Vardy. Um, it's, I believe, a, a chant that, that could go through. I tell you what, Sonati scares me a bit, Jack. I don't know about you, mm. but, but, I'm, but we need that. We need. I that. like that. We need that bite. And he's, I mean, Josip Dermic is going to paint a picture of me if I'm a defender. But, but Sonati, I mean, he looks like he could kill anyone any minute. And I think, Nor I think Norwich need that. Um, going to the Championship... He's a bit rough around the edges, and I love that. I'm mm. so excited to see him bully championship defences next season. I really am. I saw a journalist tweet out the other day. I, sorry, I didn't. Um, I can't remember who it was, but he'd watched Sinani play for his old club in the early stages of the Europa League, and he said the goals and the performances he saw from Sinani in them games. He said something like, Norwich fans, you've got a real player on your hand here. And he's the unknown, isn't he? Because we kind of know about Bao. Pojeto's got the pace. Yeah. Um, you know, Quintia, we, we've seen a little bit of uh, in La Liga. Sinani, 
I don't have a, I, I've never heard of him before we signed him. And, and that's that the excitement, guy. isn't it? He could turn out to be a, an Emmy Buendia or he could be a, a Marcus Edwards. We, ju we just don't know. And that's brilliant. <laughs> it is indeed. Um, but, you know, look, he can't be any worse than uh, Josip Dermic. So for me, um, you know, he, he'll be a great player for us next season. Definitely. Um, just a quick one. You may, may have saw the banner go up a moment ago on Kofi. Let me go that side. Um, we're, other way, Chris. Um, we're now accepting recurring payments. So if you want to get a question in for this show, drop us a Kofi donation. The link is in the top line of the description or on if you're watching on Facebook on there. Drop us a Kofi, three pounds or more. Put your question in there in your message. Hang on that way. Yeah. No, there. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll read it out. Uh, it's easier to monitor the comments on there. Thanks very much. Um, okay, so that's the, um, the pre-season. Norwich have now flown out to Germany to play against Dynamo and Darmstadt uh, on the 26th, which is on Wednesday, and then the 29th, which is Saturday. So two games out there, and then we're back, and then it is the start of the competitive season. It's all carnage at the moment. Um, what would you like to see come out of that Germany trip? Players starting, formations goal scored by a certain player what would you like to learn from that oh jack um you, you know what the the main objective for me is goals 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 i i i really want to see us take teams to the carpet cleaners i really do i don't care who scores i don't get how he scores i think this preseason is all about confidence building jack we have been on our ass and i think to be uh, to be expecting any sort of tactical prowess or us dominating play, you know, I, I would just like to see us score lots of goals. I really would, and and, and I'd like to see us, you know, sh show what we can do. Um, I'd like to see Daniel Farker um, experiment and play some different teams, which of course he will because it's preseason. Um, I want to see him start the new boys. I, I, I'm not actually that bothered about him. Um, starting anyone that that played for us in the Premier League. To be very honest with you, um, we've almost signed a, a whole new uh, a whole new starting eleven. Effectively, I know that obviously some will be in the under twenty threes, etc. But I'd like to see some of those boys be given a fair crack of the whip. I'd really like to see um, Pachetta on one side and Anel on the other, mm. and, and 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 for me, and Bally Mumba. I'm so excited to see him uh, as well. So. I, I don't really mind, Jack. I, I just really want to see us try and get our confidence back. And and that's why I don't care that we're overhyping that MK Dons result because actually we just, the fans need it. The players need it. Dan, like everyone needs it. So um, yeah, for me, I, I, that's what the preseason trip is all is all about. But, but what do you think, Jack? Yeah, we've said it before, haven't we? And, you know, I think fans should be excited after MK Dons performance, even if it's, even if there's no kind of, um, you know, reason, you know, if you look at the performance of the team we're against, we shouldn't be getting carried away. But in terms of just morale around the club, it was at rock bottom when we when we went down. We were without a win in 10, well, we lost 10 straight games. We'd scored like one goal. There'd been multiple red cards, poor performances. You need to be going into a new season with your heads held high and with optimism, both mm -hmm. the fans and the squad. Now, it's clear that we're not changing the manager. And often when a team goes down, you change your head coach, don't you? Yeah. It looks like we're almost changing the squad. Now, if you bring in new players, they haven't experienced that relegation. So they're not worried about that. That isn't in the back of their minds. Um, if you come down with a squad that has been relegated um, and then you expect them to get straight back up, it's still in their back of them in the mind. So that kind of 
I described it as toxic before. I don't think it's maybe a toxic atmosphere, but it's a negative atmosphere. We need to try and get rid of that. And like you say, a couple of good performances out in Germany, um, hopefully no injuries, because I know last preseason we we picked up a few injuries, didn't we? Tim Close got injured and, you know, it was the start of kind of um, start of the end well, almost. Well, Jack, that's what worries me about that Luton game, because, of course, that we got we got the shit kicked out of us last time we played uh, that fixture. Uh, it's, 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 ve- it's less than ideal going into the new season, that's for sure. Yeah, um, I think that Luton game is almost just going to be a competitive friendly because, you know, Luton aren't going to necessarily want to risk their best players ahead of um, ahead of the start of the season. They've got a few internationals. We have literally got, I think I read the list, and there's a possibility of nearly 20 players being playing international duty. Yeah. This from Night Shift. Um, Cruel is on international duty and Oxborough is injured. Who is going to be in goal for the first few fixtures? Well, at the moment, it will be Mickey McGovern, um, although he might be away on international duty as well. So it's a real shame about Aston Oxborough. I mean, I don't think he would have been here anyway. He was um, close to a loan move to Salford City, um, which would have been a fantastic move for him. Real, real shame that he's gone and ruptured his um, Achilles. He's going to be out for a lot of the seasons. So I expect there may be a new goalkeeper coming in. Um, I don't know any of that and I haven't heard any rumblings, but there'll probably be a new goalkeeper. But yeah, that first squad against Luton is is going to be all over the shop, I think. Yeah, it is. Um, and it'll be it, it somewhat of an entertaining watch for Norwich fans, actually. All, all hands over the eyes. What Probably both, actually. A bit exciting, but a bit like, oh my God, what the hell, what the hell is this team that we're playing? Just because we'll play whatever we've got. Uh, which is which is very much um, quite a scary one. Speaking of, uh, Jack, there is a speaking of um, play what you've got. There's a comment on YouTube that I that I have to I have to raise from from Lee and Stockel. Uh, just want to say um, a, a big thank you to the mighty Auxilis for lending me a motor all the way to sunny Scotland. Thank you very Brilliant. much, Liam. If uh, if your company wants to sponsor the channel, then we'll give you <laughs> we'll give you recurring shout, shout outs throughout the season if uh, if you like. Chris, I want to speak about. A, there's been a lot of players come through the door. Not yep. many leave at the moment. I'm sure, mm. you know, the next couple of weeks, it's going to be hotting up. Now, mm. we know that Tribal and Leitner and Dermich and Vrancic are the ones who are free to leave if they wish. The ones I'm really interested in now is our big money assets, the the Emmy Buendias, the Jamal Lewis's, because I've, I've read today from Alan Nixon, quite a reputable journalist, saying that Leeds have moved their attention away from Emmy Buendia because Norwich were demanding too much cash. Now, we've heard that narrative before with Jamal Lewis. Do you think we could be going into the start of this season with Emmy, with Jamal, with Ben, with Max, with Todd? Or do you think there will still be interest from other clubs? No, I, I don't think we'll be going to the season with with all of those players. I, I definitely don't. Um, and, and actually, you know what? I'm really surprised, actually, because I was uh, I was told some information from an extremely, extremely um, va- valuable, valid source at, at the football club um, going into the back end of, uh, of last week. Um, and I was very, very surprised um, that there was a, there was two players uh, rumoured to come in over over the weekend, um, only only one of which arrived. Um, and I, I'd really, I'm surprised that we've not signed uh, a centre back yet. Uh, I really am. I would have expected that to be, to have been done by now. Is that coming then? Uh, look, I don't have any more information. The information I was provided at that time was that uh, it, a centre back and and possibly even a striker um, was was going to be done last week. 
um, and it wasn't. And and perhaps was Jack, that centre back Javi Quintia? It could well have been. It could well have been. I I don't think it was because um, I, I was I was told that it wasn't going to be. Um, neither of which will be unknowns, whatever that means. Um, and so I actually think that there's there's probably been some issues there. Um, I, I'm of course. I'm, of course, speculating here, but I was told firmly that it was going to be a very exciting uh, weekend. Um, and of course, like, you know, we obviously Xavi came in and, that, and that's great. Um, but I would still expect a couple. And actually, what I'm starting to think now, Jack, in line with your comment about players out, I'm thinking that a lot of our uh, remaining transfer business in terms of bringing those two players in does depend on who we expect to go out. And I actually think that um, the, the the club may have may well have expected uh, a couple of players to be snapped up already. Um, of course, due to the, due to the COVID and the financial circumstances that every club is in, apart from the top six, which is why Liverpool's offer was a complete piss take. Um, you know, all of those football clubs are going to be, you know, purse pinching and they're going to be a wee bit worried about how much they're spending and how much they're pushing out there could well be a situation jack where we find you know maybe three of those five expected players to leave start for north city next season but for me i always say that i want players at this football club that really genuinely want to be here now with all the love and uh, all the love and respect in the world there are players within that pack of of wolves jack that that, that you've said uh, are expected to leave there's at least three players there that I'm very confident have have told lots of people that they want to leave this football club um, and and I do think so um I I'll be very very surprised if Max stays very surprised um you know there's there's some absolutely huge clubs in for him um, and, and actually, I would be surprised if Jamal was as well. And that's obviously why we've signed Xavi. That's why we've signed Bally Mumba. So obviously, Stuart knows that it's highly unlikely that we'll lose those players. I think Todd will stay, um, I think, at the moment. And and actually, I've said it from, from day one, I, I've been absolutely buzzing to see Todd Cantwell, um, you know, back, back in the championship because I think he'll destroy the championship. If we can keep hold of him, he will be a key, key, key player for us next season. Definitely, I, it's the I think Emi Buendia. Like, if we if we manage to keep hold of him, then that's miraculous. And I'd love to keep one of Max and Jamal. I know that um, it looks like Ben Chilwell will be leaving Leicester, so that maybe open opens up a a slot for a needed left back. There, Jamal could be there. Who knows? Matt Gregory. Now, I was going to come on to this. Um, was it Gibson and Jordan Hugel? Now, of course, Ben Gibson and Jordan Hugel both linked with Norwich City. Apparently, there was firm interest. Mm. Um, regarding Jordan Hugel. Now, I saw a lot of people quite, you know, underwhelmed by the Jordan Hugel news. I was quite excited about the fact. Now, I know he's not the most exciting of players, but he's had championship experience. He's different to what we've got. He's a target man. He's got a, a one in three ratio in the championship, scored well over 30 goals. Like, And the rumoured fee was around 2 million with add-ons. Apparently, West Ham are demanding... At least five million, and I think that is too expensive. But it looks unlikely to happen now. But Chris, what was you? You know, Jordan Hugel. I, I wasn't against him coming to Norwich. Were you? No, not at all. I was very surprised at the the response of the Norwich fans. One of the things that the majority of people criticised last season, watching the 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 
the shoddy football that we were served up is there was a there was no plan B. It was very obvious. Our, our bench was weak. There was nothing kind of physical. Um, there, there was nothing that could provide something different, give us a different edge. We had basically a bit of pace on the bench in Anel Hernandez, but because he wasn't starting, which is criminal. But apart from that, there wasn't really anyone, in my humble opinion, that could provide something completely different and allow our, te- our whole team, Jack, to play in a different way, not just one individual but by playing one player up top, for example, or on the left, that means that we reshape and and actually then teams then don't know what to expect and and to organise to sorry to to reshuffle a whole team because of one player I think can cause way more problems. Now I was very excited um, by by the by the rumours of Hugel coming in. I thought that um, you know he he he's got that experience, which again, Jack, we've said we need someone that that knows the league, that, that isn't going to piss around, that's not a pushover, that's not writing music in their spare time. And, you know, we, we need someone that's going to have a physical edge. And and, and I think he was that man. Um, and uh, why not? Uh, I'm not I'm not saying I want Chris Uton-style football back at Norwich, but I'm saying I do actually want a brick shithouse up top. And um, one of the things that... Or at I- least have that option. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mate. And I think, you know, when, for example, one of the one of the things that I noticed when we played Crystal Palace away and also Watford away last season is our team is really small and really agile. And actually, we can do all of the nimble twist turns passing, and that's great, but you've sometimes you have got to play to your opposition. And um, because mm. they are so dominant in one area, you've got to be able to actually pivot to that. And and I and I didn't see we had that option. So for me, I'm all up for signing a striker like that next season. But let us know in the comments what you think. You know, do, do you want to see us bring in a player like Hugel? Yeah, but- definitely. I, I I think, yeah, Chris touched it up, up, up there. I think we just need that plan B. Adam Eder could be that target man, possibly. Um, I just think I don't I don't think Dermich will leave. So I think we will have Dermich in the squad next season. And Fark will obviously want something out of him. And you've got Pookie, who I still think is our first choice. And you've got Adam Eder, who we know um, is a fantastic player, but he's still very young and lacks experience. I would have liked to have seen Hugo. There may be still time to get another striker in. I think £5 million was steep. If we could get him for a bit cheaper, I would take him. Chris, this comment keeps popping up. Let's talk about it. Jay Field, 97. Onel Hernandez runs down the wing for me. I mean... This isn't a, a, a niche opinion from us. I mean, I think everyone's of a similar mindset this season. <clears throat> this could be a big season for El Hernandez, couldn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm so excited, but at the same time, because of last season, and maybe I'm being a bit of a Debbie Downer here, I'm just so afraid that Farker's not going to play him. Uh, and that really what really would worry me. Um, if, if you're not starting an El Hernandez in the championship, I think you've got I think you've got some issues. I really do. Um, where do I begin? Um, you know, f- very, very physical. You know, when he gets running with the ball, you know, he is just he, like no one's going to catch him. And that, that's true. And as well. And I saw a comment on Twitter and, and forgive me for forgetting who, who actually said it. But someone said something like um, the thing is with Anel is that because he doesn't know what he's doing. He, he, <laughs> no one can predict it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, you're watching, if you're watching videotapes back of Anel Hernandez, is he going to cut in left? Is he going to cut in right? Is he going to try a pirouette? Is he going to try a nutmeg you? Is he going to stop and pull it back? No one really knows. And, and and that's what I love about Anel. And 
I, I, do you know what I love about Anel? Just how much he loves Norwich City Football Club. Mm. And, it, and, and I'm not just talking about, and a lot of people say, well, he's just putting that on social media. No, he loves Norwich City Football Club. He's so blooming grateful for the opportunity that this club has given him um, to, to really kick his career on. And I hope and I pray that Daniel Farker starts him in the championship next season because he will bully, and I mean bully, championship defences for fun. Yeah, definitely, Matt. I mean, you know, if people haven't watched it, it must have been over a year ago now that we filmed the podcast with Onel. But from that podcast alone, you could just tell how much it meant to him. And, and a lot of them players that came in at a similar time to Onel, it was very much... Farker and Weber and the club giving these players a second opportunity. Like Arnell admitted that he'd made mistakes in his, um, you know, in his past. It was the same with Tribal, Leitner, all of these players who helped us gain promotion. Even mm. with Pukki, you know, they'd had their moment and then for whatever reason they'd gone off the boil and now this was their, you know, their chance and they took it uh, and they got to the Premier League, you know, the, 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 the league in which everyone wants to play for. And you have to hope now that the, you know, the Ollie Skips, the Javi Quintillas, the uh, Puemazua Pojetas of the world are of a similar cut, <clears throat> that they will want this opportunity to really kick on, further their career and hopefully further the football club. One one of the players that I have to mention, because you just mentioned him and somehow I've forgotten him, Jack, but I feel like we have to talk about him, is, is Skip. Mm. And he, I mean, it, what I was re really excited by bringing Dowell in, really excited Mm. Um, I, th I think that obviously, again, championship experience, um, you know, banged goals in um, quite consistently. And and I was really excited by that. But Skip, at first I looked at it and I went, cool, blimey, that's quite good. Um, that That's that's decent, bringing a player of that quality with that credentials from that football club down to the championship. And then I spoke to Max and I said, um, Max, talk to me about Skip um, because he played with him in the, uh, I think it's the England under 21 setup, um, and yeah, it just speaks to him in general. And he, and Max said to me, he was literally, it's unfair for me to like read the exact messages, but he was like, I am buzzing by this, Chris. He is such a top, top player. I cannot even begin to talk to you. And he was like, I don't really want to big him up before he plays, but he is honestly one of the best players within my age bracket. And I was like, bloody hell, like a player of Max's credentials saying something like that, that really that really does get me excited. It really yeah, does. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the last time we spoke on this podcast, it was the evening in which mm. Ethan Ampadu, we thought, was coming to the football club and then wasn't coming to the football club within a few hours. And in terms of, like, positionally, um, Oliver Skip's very similar. Maybe not quite as far progressed as Ethan Ampadu just yet, but he's played at each level of England's youth setups. He's played quite a lot of games for Spurs, considering his age. He's played Champions League football. I mean, that's marvellous at his age. So, you know, if we can keep him fit, as long as the loan deal works, Tottenham fans, um, I think it was uh, Pochettino said he's a future Spurs captain. Um, I mean, that's exciting, is it? You need leaders in the squad. We've said that before. We need another holding midfielder. Yeah. Went off the boil slightly for Tribal last year. Tete hasn't got um, hasn't got got it in him to be playing two, three games a week. So, if if this transfer works, it's it's going to be an exciting one, Chris. Yeah, is you, you mentioned a player there, and I, I don't know. May, everyone might shout me down for this, and maybe maybe I'm I'm getting what I deserve now, but. I'm so surprised at the Tom Tribal decision. I'm so surprised at it. Statistically speaking, one of our best, one of our best midfielders. 
Um, everyone knows my opinion. I, I still think he's he's our best CDM that we've got. Um, I'll I'll take anyone to the sword over that. I really will. And I've been really surprised to hear that the club want tribal out, and it makes me think, you know, w- what's gone on behind the scenes to to you know? Because I st- I still draw back to that Leeds performance, and, and I know that was I know that that was a couple of seasons back now, but I still think what a player to have in the championship, someone that's really aggressive, that's not afraid to make a tackle. And, and look, maybe maybe they've switched up and maybe they've said, look, Tom's had his time and it's time to to move him on. And that's fair enough. But I don't know. I've got a few question marks over that, Jack. I, I, I must admit, I, I get Moritz Leitner. I understand that completely. I obviously would understand Josip Dermich. Um, uh, you know, I, that, that to me makes sense. But Tom Tribal is a player that that loves being at Norwich and and obviously you know you, you've seen through his charity work and, and and all of that stuff you know so I don't know it's kind of surprised me a little bit to see that that Tom's been told supposedly that he can move on yeah I, th- I think you know there was a little line you said there it maybe it is just a case of freshening things up like Tom was one of the early Farker signings he's been here for three seasons I mean, it's rare in modern football, isn't it, that a player goes more than three seasons at a football club. And he's been a, a brilliant servant. I think he, his performances in the Premier League, I think he would have been slightly disappointed with them, but all of the players would have been. So, yeah, him and Anna have got, you know, their first baby on the way. Maybe they want to be back in, in yeah, the could, homeland of, of yeah. Germany. So you, you just don't know. They're, they're very complex. I love Tom Travel as well. I think on his mm. day, he's, he is a real asset to have, especially in the Championship. But... If Oliver skips here, then you know that's something to, to be very excited about, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And and you know, one of the things that I've been very, very impressed with, um, very impressed with by Stuart Webber, you know, obviously he got a lot of criticism for his recruitment um last season, but this season, one of the main things was actually quantity, uh, not just quality, but quantity. We needed to completely gut the squad. And that's why I'm actually surprised that that quite a lot of the players haven't haven't been haven't been moved on yet. Um, you know, surely we would expect some of the some of our players to be picked up within the next week, week and a half tops, Jack. Um, you know, the, uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm looking too much into it, but I, I didn't see Jamal or Max get on that bus today in the in the club content. Maybe maybe I'm just making something out of nothing there. But yeah, I, I'm so excited by the fact that we've signed a lot of new players. I really am. And by the way, because of the injury to to, to Aston now. Maybe we bring in another goalkeeper. I don't know. Mm, um, definitely. I don't know. It's funny, isn't it? That like every single piece of content that goes out on the club channels now, you're just looking for little clues about who's coming, who's going. You're you're looking at the flight trackers. It's a it's a very exciting time of the year. Jack Palmer with a good question here. Let's have a little discussion on this. He says, How significant is Grant Hanley going to be to our season? A cracking championship defender. Now, Chris, let's look at the defense as a whole then. Um Let's um, speculate that Max, Jamal and Ben won't be here. Maybe they all will be. Who knows? But let's just say that they're not going to be here for Mm. the first league game of the season, which is Huddersfield in around three weeks time. How do you see it lining up? So we've brought in Quintia. We've brought in Mumba, McCallum. um, I'm sure I'm forgetting Mm. someone there. Um, there's too many to remember, isn't there? There's too many. I mean, the centre-back pairing. Let's start with the centre-backs. Zimmerman, uh, Close, Hanley, maybe Quintia can play there. Who knows? Who would you like to see start? Mate, I'll tell you one thing for free. H- Hanley's straight in there for me, uh, 100%. Right. I-, I totally agree with that question. I think Hanley, 
um, absolutely can be a massive player. And, and by the way, we missed his leadership on the pitch when he was injured last season massively. Um, I just remember seeing that goal of that own goal on the first day of the season thinking, bloody hell, so like desperately unlucky. And I know people will say, well, that just says it all. But I don't think it does. Um, I think, you know, I remember signing Grant Hanley and being, and being so excited. And I still have that excitement. You know, mm. I, I remember Jack, I think it was, was it his debut against Ipswich away? <laughs> well, um, it was early on, yeah. Uh, I think I think it might have been it correct. It may have been. Wrong, yeah. but I remember Hanley coming on as a sub against Ipswich um, and he was wearing bright pink boots. <laughs> and I've never seen a, a centre-back run as fast as Grant Hanley. For, and, 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 and then, of course, we then saw that in the reverse fixture when it when Ipswich came, when it was the, oh, no! <laughs> um, you know, when, when Grant Hanley, Hanley sprinted faster than our midfielders, by the way, to, to, to get that ball, to cross that ball in for Timmy Kay to, to bosh it in. Grant Hanley is on the team sheet for me and, and he has to start with Christoph Zimmerman. I cannot begin to tell you how excited I am to see Christoph Zimmerman in yellow next season. I'm buzzing for it. You know, I, I remember, honestly, I was so angry when West Ham just completely hacked him um, away in that away fixture at the London Stadium. I was really pissed off with West Ham. <laughs> and I was really pissed off that, that the referee didn't even pull it up for a yellow. I think it was Sebastian Haller. It was, and, yeah. And, and just from there, Jack, we just saw Christoph Zimmerman just, unfortunately, just got smashed. Uh, he just mm. got absolutely smashed. And, and, and when he came back into that squad... Um, was it the Manchester United uh, Cup game where he came back into lineup? Could be wrong there, but I remember seeing Christoph Simon come back and just made some absolutely fantastic challenges. and And I'm just so excited to see him back in that centre back position. In terms of in terms of, of of your wing backs, it depends who who stays, doesn't it, Jack? Um, I'm really excited by McCallum. I think he's mm. he's he has got so much latent potential. I think that is a is a genius genius transfer from Stuart Webber. It really is. Um, in terms of Xavi, I mean. He, he he could be he could be anything, couldn't he? Um, you know, he could be he could be the next Javier Garrido. Um, <laughs> uh, who knows? I'm excited to see him though, nonetheless. Yeah, definitely. Um, most people in the comments saying they'd love Byron. to see. Sorry? Byron, by the way, um, uh, Beaven seven 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 says Byram. I've completely forgot about Sam Byram. Surely mm. he starts if Max goes, Jack. The thing that we've got with almost all the players we've named there in, in Hanley, Zimmerman and Byram, they've just been so injury prone. And the yeah. one thing that you need more than any position on the pitch is your defence. You need that um, You need that consistency. It was, yeah. it was one of the big reasons, I think, why Sheffield United was so successful in the Premier League. They hardly made changes yeah. to their squad. And I don't think we would have done it if we had mm. players fit and... There are, of course, going to be injuries in the championship because of the amount of games and the amount of cup games and the and the and the, sh the the sheer less amount of time you've got in between them games. There are going to be injuries, but mm. for the most part, if you can keep your centre backs and your wing backs fit, that was why we were so successful in the championship. Max and Jamal so crucial to the squad. Such athletes stayed um, fit for the. Um, for the season. This is an interesting one. George Hudson um, says, I don't see why uh, Famuo isn't given a chance. Now, I must admit, I don't know too much about um, Famuo, but from what I've heard from the club, he's kind of in that Josh Martin category of the ones they're really excited to see break through. And I think he came on against Man City, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, and I know Holty massively bigged him up as well to me. And I, I think that 
again, a, a top prospect com- coming through the ranks at Norwich. Um, personally, I don't think he's 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 going to be able to compete with the likes of Christoph Zimmerman and, and Grant Hanley. Um, but, you know, potentially a good substitute. I'm really interested to see... Really interested to see what happens with Tim Close, Jack. It's it's a question mark. Mm. You know, look, maybe I'm overthinking it, but for me, there's a question mark there now because I now see a player that obviously got badly injured in the Premier League, um, you know, being relegated a couple of times, hasn't played enough football, was really poor. And I'm sure by his own admission would say he was really poor in that Premier League restart. And I don't know if if we can actually afford to keep a player on that on that 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 sort of wages on the bench. You know, look, obviously, of course, a fantastic leader behind the scenes. But I'm I'm just saying I'm really interested to see what happens with Tim Close because on his on his day, and I know people criticise me for that, but on his day, Tim Close is is an awesome defender. I'll never forget that game against Newcastle where he scored in the Premier League. Mm. Remember that Colacini played for for Newcastle. I think actually that was against Tim Krul, by the way. Um, but, yeah. But actually, so I don't really think... So, okay, so you're interested to see what, what happens. With yeah. it. Let's put you on the spot. What would you do? Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, well, I tell you what, Jack, I, I can't do anything until until we sign a new centre-back. Um, I, I disagree with people saying I don't see why we want a centre-back. We need to sign a centre-back. We, 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 we were leaking goals in our title-winning campaign in the Championship. Yeah, we were leaking goals in the Premier League. It's still an area of development for us, without a shadow mm. of a doubt. And I think it's unfair to to chuck Famu in and, and expect him to to start keeping clean sheets. Um, and I'm not sure necessarily that. Um, and by the way, we've not even spoken about Ben Godfrey. Um, mm. You know, ben, ben Godfrey and, and and Tim Krul. Is that working? Will that work in the Championship? How does that dynamic work? That now, obviously, he, he's Rio's boy and. He's now gone down a league, so is he going to have half an eye on an exit? Another thing that we need to speak about, I'm all, I'm all over the place, Jack, but I'm full of excitement. Quickly, before I forget, um, Matt Weir yeah. says Sorensen is an option yeah. centre-back. Played there at his last club. Yeah. Now, I'd completely forgotten. I'm really excited to see Sorensen play. Apparently yeah. a very versatile defensive midfielder, centre-back. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? I mean, we've seen, you know, Marcel Frank as of the world and Philip Heiss has come in and we've been excited and they haven't quite worked out. Sorensen, I'm really excited to see him play football. Go on, Chris, what were you going to say? Yeah, no, I am as well. Just just quickly on Sorensen, actually, before I mention the January transfer window, Jack. January? Um, yeah, I'm going January transfer. Or whenever, whenever, the, whenever the next transfer window is after this, because I think it's key. Hang on a okay. minute. Jens Bertlasku, of course, who used to play for Norwich, um, of course, we had him exclusively on our audio pod. I, I, I said to, to Jens, I sent him a link to the announcement of Sorensen. I said, right, Jens, give me the lowdown. And he went, what do you want to know? He's a talented, dynamic player who can play the physical as well as the technical part of the game, which is interesting because it's quite clear to see in our signings, Jack, that perhaps we have gone for some some physicality, potentially. Um he has not had the best season this year, but last season he was very good. He has a good right foot as well. Good working rate, fantastic attitude. Of course, he needs to adapt to the tempo and intensity, but I think he'll be fine. I'm looking forward to seeing him develop at Norwich. So I think the reason why I wanted to read that message is he's got the blessing from a fellow Dane, that he's a top player and that he can reach those heights. 
but I'm not sure we should expect. Look, I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope he's. I hope he's an absolute worldie. I really do. But with regards to Sorensen, I think we should kind of simmer down a little bit on him and not expect too much from him next season. But Jack, I wanted to talk about the the, the January transfer window because a lot of a lot of people that we're expecting to leave might not leave in the summer because of the tight turnaround. Mm. And I don't think the teams will have enough time to do the buying and selling. I think that's going to be a really complex process for, for, for most clubs. And actually what I think we might see is, is some clubs being quite top heavy on one department and really weak on the other, which will make for a really interesting first half of the season and um, because they won't be able to get transfers done in time, but yet they need the money. So it's going to be a really interesting dynamic. But I could easily see, Jack, that you know we speak about those five players, Todd, Ben, Max, Jamal, Emmy, in the January transfer window, potentially that's when we see those big bids coming in. And then that, and potentially that's why it might be good that we do everything we can to keep hold of the likes of Max and Jamal because their their price will, will rise 100% because I've no doubt that Jamal and Max will easily boss the championship if, if we manage to keep them. Yeah, it's, it's so fascinating, isn't it? Because we've never kind of, business has never been done at this kind of period of time. Plus, with COVID going on, you've got such a quick turnaround into the new season. So teams are wanting to get players in quickly. And if that isn't possible, then maybe they're just like, well, we will wait till January because we don't want to rush a player into our squad, um, which will be absolutely fascinating to see. Uh, Quickly, um, one more plug on this. Kofi, we are um, on Kofi. It's a one-off donation service. You can help with the running cost of Tottenham and City. The link is in the top line of the description on YouTube and also Facebook. Leave a comment in there. Hang on. There. And uh, we'll read it out on the the stream. Um, Very much appreciated. Thank you to already, to everyone who's already done so. Um, Okay. Kit. What do we make of the kit? The new kit? Mate, uh, honest, honestly, I'm I'm really pleased that we're not pissing around with any nonsense. I'm really pleased <laughs> going back with a with, not like this then. <sighs> just, just nothing risky, yeah. The championship next season for us is no nonsense. We're not pissing around anymore. We're going to be physical. We're going into it. We're going to attack the league, and that kit brings back fantastic memories for me. Of course, finishing 12th in the Premier League in that kit, Jack, one of the one of my favourite campaigns. I know that it was under Chris Hewton, but still, we had some some wonderful memories that season. Uh, beating I think our... that was Lambert that year, you know. Ooh, was it? Let us know in the comments. Potentially, I'm so. wrong. I, thought, I, I so. thought it was Chris Hewton because that was Holty's last season. But again, I could be wrong there. I'm mm. pretty certain it was Hewton. I think you're wrong, Jack. Okay. Um, Do you want a five on it? Uh, yeah, go on then. Five. Okay. Um, I'm telling you now that that kit is really getting me going. It's really getting me going. I like it. The, yeah. The um, I bet the the release video got you going as well. Quite artistic, up your street, I think. Yeah, you know, Jack, a, a bit of uh, a bit of. Here country. we go. It, it was Lambert. Oh, Lambert. Lambert. The only reason I remember it is because it was the kit in which we Steve Morrison scored that goal against Arsenal in, and that was Lambert. Okay, all right, maybe I'm wrong. And by the way, I'm happy to be wrong. I'm really happy to be wrong, guys. I'm not afraid to show vulnerability. I'm but like he'd around. love to be right. Uh, <laughs> of course, of course, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, no, mate, I'm happy with that kit. Um, I, I think uh, it got some criticism as always, which is just a complete bore off of 
oh, why, is, why isn't it something different? Why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? Like, for God's sake, it's a kit. It's yellow and green. Like, you know, you know that you're going to buy it anyway because you love the football club. Yeah. Stop moaning. The kit doesn't matter. The players matter. You know, let's start moaning about the kit when we're trying to break into the top half of the Premier League, maybe. But when we're trying to bounce back into the Prem after having an absolutely shoddy, shoddy restart, um, you know, uh, for me, the kit's great. It's yellow and green. It's stylish and it brings back great memories. The only thing I think won't be good on that kit, the the numbers and the, the letters that EFL have um, have released, like the style just clashes so badly. I think Chris Gorham's going to have an absolute nightmare, like reading some of the names of unknowns at, you know, Wickham next season. I think he might struggle. Well, mate, I'm, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't even think I'm going to try, you know, no offence, but uh, Placetta for me, I'm, I'm just going to call him Pee. PP, nice. I'm just going to call him PP. Um, okay. I just can't. I just can't learn that name. I'm, I'm very, very impressed by it. Um, but yeah, as you say, I think Chrissy Gorham's going to struggle. But the numbers on the back, somewhat of a, of a, you know, potentially a vintage Brazil samba vibe coming through. <laughs> that and could could potentially, uh, you know, make us more skillful on the pitch. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to like even on the highlight video the other day when. You know, a lot of our new players, I'm still, you know, getting used to who they are. From the back, I was like, who's that? I can't see. And I had no, absolutely no, no idea. Harvesto Game says, what was the result of the net colour? Or has that not been announced? Now, you have the opportunity as Norwich fans to vote on the colour of the net next season. Now, the option, there's three options. Keep the, the, the net no, white. No, no, no. There's only two options. Keep the nets white, striped yellow and green, or just yellow. Um, I voted for stripes. Did you? What get guess, Jack? What do I stink of? I think you would have gone stripes. Yeah, I went for stripes, yeah. Jack. I did indeed. You know, I, I think for me, stripes is is just is something different. Um, and I'm up for stripes. I just think white is tragic. Anyone that goes, I want white nets. Like, I don't want to change it. I want my white nets. Like, oh, come on, bore off. Come on, let's spice it up. Let's get the stripes on there. TNC is officially Team Stripes. Let us know in the comments what you are. But, Jack, I must say, though, by the way, I wouldn't mind if it was yellow. I just really don't want white. Maybe we need some, some strategical voting here, Jack, potentially. Definitely. I think everyone in the comments I've seen have put stripes. I must admit, though, like some people are very, very passionate about the colour of the net. I'm going to put it out there. Ooh. I, don't, I don't really care. <laughs> maybe it's because I've grown up just seeing white nets and, you know, people of the yeah. 90s. Maybe it's that nostalgia that gets people so passionate. But That's why I want to see it, Jack, because I I was never blessed enough to see the 90s. And Norris mm. in the 90s had some amazing, amazing seasons. Um, of, of course, of course, Munich, of course. And, and, and for me, I just want to see it. But the good news is, Jack, that most of the people that will vote for, for white nets will be will be sipping their bovril in, in the Jeffrey Watling stand, so therefore won't even have access to the internet. So it's likely that, re that the result will be yellow or striped. Um, I don't which... be able to sort of fax their votes in. I'm not, I'm not too sure. Kev Bannum, this is very true. Kev says, stripes, although doesn't really matter as long as we hit the back of those nets. Love that. Okay. Let's um let's sort of wrap things up then. I've got a feeling when we meet next Sunday on this podcast again, there's going to be a lot more to talk about with ins, without. We would have seen a Norwich City pre-season game. Let's hope we're not talking about a season-long injury to some player. In the next week, 
what would you like to see in Norwich City? What would you, where's the progression? What would you like to see happen? Uh, I want to see players sold. That's what I want to see, Jack. I want to see us a big player or like a you know a just, player that we want to get rid of. Just just want to see us recoup some of the money that we're supposedly bigging up, saying that you know our players are capable of. Um, mm. I, I just I, I do what it sounds a bit weird, Jack, but I just kind of want out with the old and in with the new. I really do. Um, I think we need that freshen up to the squad. So for me, within the next week, that's what's going to excite me the most. Weirdly, but knowing that if we can sell. I'm pretty sure that's going to make a big difference to who we can bring in this summer as well. So for me, I'm I'm super excited for the next week. And I'm sure that next time that we speak on, on the pod, Jack, um, there'll be lots to talk about as always. Definitely. Let's go out with a really important question. Chaz Tats, boys, need some advice. What sort of takeaway am I getting to watch the UEFA Champions League final later? Now, I'm, I'm excited for this Champions League game. It's Bayern Munich against um, PSG. Who knows? Max Ahrens might be in that Bayern Munich squad next season. For me, Chaz, I'm going for here. I'm just going to get some fish and chips, I think. Now, I'm not personally, but I think if you're sitting down in front of the telly, it's going to be on your lap. You don't really want an Indian. You need that from a table. Oh, a Chinese, I'm never much of a fan of. It's a bit greasy for me, never quite agrees with the stomach. I think get some chips, get a nice large bit of cod, some mushy peas, lots of salt and vinegar on the chips and dig in, enjoy the game. For me, Jack, that's that's such a Yamo boy answer. It really is. Um, that's a proper... That's a proper yeah, fish and, it's just because you can't get good fish and chips in Norwich, mate. Mate, that's so Brexit. Excuse me, we've got Grove in a fish and chip shop. That's an award-winning fish and chip shop. When was the last time any fish and chip shop in Yarmouth won an award? I'll tell you, maybe the 1950s, 60s. (laughs) Yeah, but mate, the the, the fish doesn't have as many air miles coming from Yarmouth, you know, straight out of the North Sea. Jack, there has been a lot, a lot of... uh, By the way, Peaky NCFC on YouTube says, wow, Surrey has made him so posh. What, fish and chips? Yeah, no, 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 but we all know where he's coming from, you know, Jack. You know, it's I think you've you've left your Norfolk roots behind there. A Fish bit. and chips is the most Norfolk <laughs> takeaway you can get. No, and there's a lot of shouts in the comments, Jack, that Champions League final takeaway is a pizza. And I, <gasps> I must admit, no, no, no. I've got sorry, I've got to disagree. I think look, I don't agree with that, and I'll give you my answer in a minute. But I think a pizza is a solid response. And and if you're celebrating a goal, the last thing you need is is a wet Chinese kind of bopping up in the air and spilling all over your whites. But for me, um, I'm actually going Indian. You an Indian is leagues and leagues above any other takeaway. You cannot go wrong with an Indian. It's just such a solid performance. Yeah, no, I no, Chris, I love an Indian, right? And and if we if we're talking about a go-to takeaway, for me, it's the Indian. I think it's an absolute standout. But this is important. It's the occasion. This is a Champions League final. Yeah, no. Every weekday order, mate. I'd order fish and chips every night, for God's sake. Like, granted, Chaz Tat said I'm a Yarmouth boy myself, but I don't think oh. fish and chips is the one. Well, it look, Chaz, it, it's your dinner. The, let's quickly stay on this Domino's point. I think Domino's and you know Papa John's, whoever, is the most overpriced food. Now I know you get your two for ones or whatever. You do. But the markup on these pizzas must be absolutely outrageous, and I've never felt fulfilled after a Domino's. I just feel really? so greasy and horrible. Well, 
Grant Holt was satisfied, and for me, that that's that that's enough for me. Um, I, mate, the thing is, the thing that I don't get right. It, and I've, By I'm, the way, I just want to quickly say, and this sums our audience up beautifully. This is the most interaction we've had all night. People are so exhilarated on the thought of a takeaway. <laughs> I tell you what, though, Chinese for me is relegation fodder. Absolute relegation fodder. You know what annoys me about Chinese? And let me know in the comments if you disagree. My Chinese always goes cold. Like it goes mm. cold so much quicker. I don't know what it is about an Indian, but it just it, it holds the heat. It stays warmer for longer, and perhaps that's the spice. Perhaps it's not. Um, but but for me, you know, a solid nata dipping it in the sauce of an Indian is absolutely nothing better. I think hopefully something we can all agree on here is George, who says tiger beer with the curry. I love going to the curry house and getting a, you know, oh, a kingfisher yeah. or a tiger quickly yeah. as well. Um, we have had a Kofi donation, so let's quickly... Yeah answer that um james rennie says hi chaps loving the content as always hoping you can get some really interesting interviews with a couple of the squad newbies over the course of the coming season keep up the good work well it wasn't a, a question in the end a statement james thank you so much i think you've donated before mate so thank you we would love to get some interviews we are trying to work closely with the club in order to get some of them mm. um who'd, who'd be your dream um your dream interview chris what next season yeah Cool. That's different. Uh, I, I've, I still really, really, um, I'm, I, we will interview Delia Smith one day. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. Uh, whenever that comes, that's going to be absolutely incredible. It really is. Um, I don't know, Chuck. That's quite a tough one, actually. Um, I think Kenny McLean would be a great interview, mm. actually. I think he'd be great. Um, and, and potentially one of the new boys as well, um, providing that they can speak English. Um, I'm, all, I'm all up for it. I think, actually, Jack, we've, we've interviewed... The player with the, with the, with the most personality in the squad in in an El Hernandez, and if you haven't watched that, go over and and watch it now. It's one of our most viewed podcasts, and that was absolutely fantastic. So that would be great. Um, so maybe maybe one of those players, Jack. Massively. I just want to quickly shout out to Gary Riches on Kofi. He hasn't asked a question, but he um, I think he's our top donator ever. So thank you to Gary wow. and also Jared as well, um, who's who's um, gone in there as well. Thanks to everyone who um, who had ah oh, here's Jared as well. Uh, just nipped off to vote for Stripes and set up a monthly subscription to uh, Kofi. So thanks very much, mate. Another Team Stripes member. <laughs> this is another one. I'm going to leave this here. I don't want to. I don't want a reaction to this, Chris. Okay. McNally interview, please. Would love to hear his side of the story. Me too, my friend. Me two um thanks very much for watching i will uh we'll see you next sunday we're going to be doing another tnt podcast live uh, hopefully chris doesn't go and propose again that's done now so that's out of the way um so that's that's good um yeah, yeah on a, no it's a good one matt gregory on el hernandez and chris's stag do imagine the scenes anel imagine hernandez. the scenes hey mate and anel hernandez in ibiza by the way would be <laughs> <laughs> what a performance that will be we'll get by the way jack we've got to do a match day experience on my stag doing ibiza because it'll probably be during the season as well so we'll have to do that mate okay definitely um <laughs> whatever takeaway you're getting tonight enjoy it um and, oh, well, uh, I, tell what, I tell you what i want to see i want to see people tweet their uefa champions mm. league final takeaways tag talk talk Norwich city with the hashtag what hashtag are we going for, Jack? TNC takeaway. TNC takeaway. Love that. Definitely. Brilliant. Yeah, get your takeaway. Now, we're not kind of encouraging unhealthy eating, but yeah, yeah. for tonight, it's Champions League night. It only happens, you know, once a year, yeah. doesn't it? 
get them in. Someone also said you've still got time to get a Sunday roast in. I mean, you're not going to be slow cooking your lamb in two hours, put it that way. But who knows? Who knows? Thanks very much for watching, everyone. We'll see you again next week. Subscribe if you're not already on Home Straight to 20,000 subscribers. Enjoy the game. See you later. Bye bye. Ah, ah, ah,